Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, welcome to Boys Don't Cry. I'm Russell Kane. It's the show where we get men to talk about the subjects we wish they would speak about. And not always the obvious ones. Still to this day, my favourite episode was height. It was supposed to be a warm-up subject. How tall are you? How tall are you? That was it. We lost 90 minutes. I did not realise how insecure, messed up, how rooted so many of the other issues men have were in height. It's not just a place where blokes sit around nudging each other going, let's talk about this, Gary, let's talk about that, Darren. It's also a place where female ears press to a keyhole and go, finally, finally, now I understand why X did Y. Um, There have been several depressing episodes where there's not been much beneath the analysis. (laughs) Why does my boyfriend do that? Uh, Sometimes the answer really is dirty, disappointing pervert, full stop. Uh, sometimes there isn't a massive emotional, psychological journey to go on. I said it again. I'll say it again. I say it at the beginning of every episode. Sometimes the only diagram you need is a pump with a stick on the end and an arrow saying press for operation. And that is sometimes the full extent of the operating manual. Other times there's massive depths and fathoms to the reasons why boys do the things they do. And sometimes they're exactly the same as why girls do the things they do. And sometimes unfashionably, there is difference between what men and women do. So that's what we are here to discuss. I've got a fantastic panel today. I'm so excited. I've got Brennan Reese, stand-up comedian, coming up so quickly. He regularly gets altitude sickness and bleeding from the nose. You'll see him on stage, on TV, on radio, doing lots of stuff. Well, that was until his career ended during a global pandemic and he's now pawning everything he owns. I'm also joined by Catherine Bohart because I wouldn't dream of having uh, boys talk to each other about, well, you know what women think, without having someone to keep us in our place, assess and to check if we're drifting into misogynistic, sexist and idiotic simplifications. And I can think of no one better to apply that boot into my mouth than Catherine Bohart, who joins today, who, like me, is in a room at home probably wondering if she'll ever get on stage again. Catherine, how are you coping? Good. I'm good. I'm delighted to be your moral compass, as is the <laughs> duty and job of women. <laughs> Here we go. I've already screwed up. Yeah. And have you done any, done any drive-through gigs? I mean, I have resisted the drive-through. I was all up for it until I saw that you have to honk your horn if you find something funny. And I cannot think of anything more horrific than loads of cars going. Meh. The only thing I can think of that's more horrific than that is standing in front of a bunch of cars directly pointing at you. Like, I'm like, that just feels like the end of a film where you die, right? Like, it's like some sort of Trojan death. But no, I um, haven't done any. 
Uh, I'd love to tell you it's because I have some sort of moral or uh, artistic integrity around car-based gigs. <laughs> it's just that nobody's uh, nobody's asked. Well, my mind simply, uh, Brennan, the the thought that of not I don't mind just blogging on the stage and just knowing that people are probably finding it funny in their car and leaving a pause. Anyone who uses the internet or has a YouTube channel is used to that. But the idea of weird half demon faces through reflective glass and the beeping of horn. For me, well, the way I've been brought up, someone beeps their horn, you get out of the car and knock them out. That's just <laughs> reflex. <laughs> Brennan, have you, have you done one yet? <laughs> um, I haven't. I've, I had some booked in, but they all got taken out because uh, the council think we're going to all be ill again. But I just, I was going to, I was going to do them because I thought, I, I'm quite willing to, to die in front of, 50 sort of Fiat 500s for 300 quid. <laughs> it's, I've got to give it a go. The outdoor one is what I'm looking forward to, is that people are going to have to sit in the pissing rain regardless. Because it's, yeah. it's just not going to work. Why can't we have a bit of light awning? Anyway, so today we're talking about intoxication. And it's not quite as narrow as you might think. Obviously, we're going to talk about alcohol. And that's the first thing I want to talk about. In fact, we'll kick off right there. Are you both drinkers? Yes. Brennan? Yeah, I'm a drinker. Like I'm not like a just like that. I'm not that drinker. <laughs> like I do drink if I go out, but it's not. I could go out on a night out without getting pissed. That's my one of my main skills in life. Where I'm like, I could drive you all home. Oh, Wait wow. a minute. So, uh, so hold on a second. There's one thing to say. I can go. Let's start right there because my definition of getting pissed is different to getting tipsy or intoxicated. Yeah. So I can go out and have a, a banging four, four pint night or one bottle of wine night or whatever I'm drinking and I'll be on the dance floor but completely in charge of myself and fine the next day. That's not the same as like in gravel staring at the stars vomit. Where am I eye rolling? That's what, <laughs> that's what I call drunk. Drunk. Oh yeah, I'll either get levered or I won't drink at all. So, so you're... Because I was doing this subject at the end, but so you're saying you're one of those people that could quite happily have no alcohol and still be life and soul of the party. I mean, I wouldn't say life and soul, but I'm I'm all right. Like I'm I'm not one of them sulky ones who's holding a handbag waiting for everyone to leave. But I, because <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I am. I yeah. Uh, can you not? Can you not just go out and just well, have a nice time? I've got, I've got I've got a thing that most to most it depends. If everyone, I'm a bit of a social, pathetic, please like me chameleon, which is why I became a comedian. Um, but I'm one of those people, if, if everyone sat around drinking coffee, having a great time and socialising, I'm having a great time socialising, drinking coffee. If I'm the only one not drinking, watching everyone's inhibitions go down as they dance and sing, yes, I'm holding my handbag pissed off, waiting till I go home. <laughs> to, to me, being the person that goes and doesn't drink is the same as not going. They are experience-wise, they are the equivalent thing. Catherine Bohart, I think you might agree with I me. I strongly relate to this, yes. <laughs> I um, I don't... The thing is, for me, one bottle of wine or four, a four-pint night is hammered. I'm quite a lightweight. Of course. So right. I don't... I'm like, it's not even like I'm saving that much money. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> um, but but, but I you also... can enjoy yourself on like a two... Say a two... What, 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 what would get you nicely merry having a great... Like, say two large glasses of white. Sure, That's not going to send you... Once I've had those, I'm like... I don't really, I'm going to be, but I do think of, I totally know what you mean where it's like, well, if I'm not drinking, there's no point in going. And um, I know that's probably bad, uh, but also if we're going, I want to drink. So I don't really care. Um, I would say though that I am so rarely the one who doesn't drink that I can remember the times I've been at events recently where 
like in the last year where I was the only one who was sober because it only happened once. And honestly, it's not just like that you're sulking for illegitimate reasons. It's rubbish being out with people when they're drunk and you're not. Everyone speaks with such levels of enthusiasm, but such slow pacing. And it's like, there's no way to match that as a sober person, right? Because if you are that enthusiastic, you're getting faster, but that doesn't happen for them. So then you have to slow it down at which point you send melancholic. It's just not, it's just not workable. <laughs> you not can't workable. win. Ah, but so do you know what's better? Do you know what's better Brilliant. than having a like a proper night out where you're like, fucking Jaeger bombs and all sorts? is the feeling that you're going to wake up in the morning without a horrific hangover. That's not what I like, thought you were going to say. What I thought you were going to say. That's what gets me through the night. I'm like, <laughs> wait oh, a minute. what, what so a night I had. You're buzzing on the thought of how you won't be buzzing too much to have a hangover. I mean, that's the <laughs> yeah. that's like the most meta high I've ever heard of in my life. We haven't even got going yet. I do sort of get that, but I would say that the, what I thought you were going to say was that my ideal situation, if I'm honest, is to get hammered at home. No, I ah. never drink at home. We're going to come on to that. I, okay. I, I, I want to devote a whole section to home drinking and drinking as a couple, so we will come on to that. Before we finish picking apart alcohol, I wasn't expecting to find something so amazing so quickly. <laughs> Let's just define our terms. Yeah. Because in to- intoxication, regardless of how you're doing it, exercise, poetry, wine, ketamine, is not the same as addiction. I'm sure one day we'll do an episode on addiction. And there's no reason to not talk about it. But I just really want to talk about just the inclination to alter our state through an, with a chemical or an action. is is such a weird thing when you think about it. There's not many animals that go and lap at the masculine ball, although there are some. By all accounts, koalas are quite high on the old eucalyptus. <laughs> but it, we are, we are in, the, in the smaller group. And the first thing I want to, to ask is... Is there a split? There's definitely obviously a split, sociologically speaking, between our inclination to get intoxicated. For example, there's strong, strong evidence that the further down the socioeconomic scale you start in life, the more likely you are to end up a pisshead or have problems with drugs or even to go out and get more drunk. Um, But middle class people love a wine as well. But do men feel the need more to get hammered for it to be a proper lads night out? Then girls feel the need to get hammered for it to be a proper girls' night out. An anecdotal observation might be that girls are, are much happier gathering for a, a lunchtime coffee gathering or even just one glass of wine each, whereas lads, particularly working class lads, if they gather, we must get wankered on some level or it's not a proper night. Is that a fair gambit? I'm going to call it rather than statement. Uh, Catherine, what do I- you think? I'll go, we'll come to you, Brandon, afterwards, yeah. Catherine? I, I, think, I think women of a certain, after a certain age, have the capacity to meet and not necessarily need to, it's not about showing manhood by what you can consume. It's actually largely about com- communication, which obviously <laughs> alcohol inhibits. And so that's not a problem necessarily for men. I'm making a gambit uh, and not a statement if we're allowed to say that. Um, whereas <laughs> with women, it, it's like, it's the point of it, right? Is the communicative like value of telling each other everything that's happened. Da, 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 da. And to some degree, we drink for that, right? So like, if you want to talk about our feelings or if we're like processing a breakup, it is helpful to drink wine, but that is so that we can communicate more emotion through tears. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't <laughs> think that it is... The point of it is not about um, uh, consuming for proof of any sort of like capacity or manhood or comparative value. So, yeah, I think that's probably true. Although I will say I said of a certain age because I think it takes to about 25. I think like if we're talking about women between the ages of 18 and 25, I'd say the point is to get absolutely fucking trashed. 
based entirely yeah. on my own experience as an Irish woman. <laughs> do, you, do you know what? It's funny, Catherine, because until you said that, I would have only gone down the, the bravado men need to drink to show off. And it wasn't, you've absolutely hit a nail on the head there. I'm wondering if the true division is, although Brennan, say past 25, we're saying this, this age, if we go out and get wankered, yes, we do slur and the communication does come impaired. But I'm wondering if blokes need that more, if they need alcohol more to release the emotion. Again, I always use the WhatsApp group as quite a good Petri dish to compare. I'm on quite a lot of WhatsApp groups with female friends. And if I were to put on there oh my God, I'm really struggling with Lindsay. It would be a pile-in of people for asking for more information, side messages, are you all right, babe, do you want me to pop over? Whereas if I put that in my boys' group, there would be half an hour of silence where no one knew what to do, <laughs> and then some porn would come, and then, maybe some, <laughs> and then maybe someone would message me. So is it the case, Brendan, that, uh, that blokes, particularly as we get busier and our careers develop in our 20s and 30s and maybe nights out are more spaced out, that we need alcohol to facilitate anything meaningful being conversed do you think Catherine's got a point I think she has I, I think so yeah I think it starts off when you're younger as a thing just to be able to get yeah, get your emotions out when you're 18 you're on a night out it might help you have a little dance because if you if you dance and you're sober you're a puff like that type of do you know what I mean where you're like no ch chill out it's just dancing um but, <laughs> imagine but if that's think... part of your stand-up act I'm in terrible <laughs> trouble <laughs> but I think as you get older I think men the the group of men that drink together then splinters off and i think men as they get older drink instead of getting their emotions out physically and verbally i think they just do it on their own i think they go to the pub to forget i think they they go there to it's sort of like a bit like truth serum but they're just sat on their own like a duffy video looking out of a window having a cry <laughs> that's a good reference <laughs> and um okay what about the sensation of actually being drunk is it something you enjoy i'm let's let's define drunk we're not going to say we're not going to talk about lying on the on the floor and gone too fast but we're also not talking about that nice just gone past the point where you can drive but still yourself that little bit in between for me i would call it the three pint or the three quarters of a bottle of wine range you're definitely drunk there are occasions where you're like i was having more fun when i wasn't this drunk it's like not as pleasurable but mostly my observation of my male friends are they enjoy being pissed it's like yes i'm pissed let's fucking have it and seem to state it more when they're drunk my female friends seem to exhibit the enjoyment of being drunk but don't feel the need to constantly state let's have it let's do it let's fuck it are you having it are you having it i'm fucking having it. there's less confirmation of the having it is it a pleasurable experience for you brendan reese i love it i like I probably should drink more because I, I do love it. It's just the, the after effects that I don't like. Right. But it turns me into, I feel like invincible. Like, do you know when, at, like, say, secondary school, if, like, a bully was trying to kick off with you and you'd say, like, a zinging line and everyone would laugh? <laughs> That's how it makes me feel. No, Cause... personally, I would have just accepted <laughs> all the abuse and scurried off, <laughs> remaining a virgin till I was 18. But proceed. I, t I turn into <laughs> twenty-two was mine. So no, we're going to have a, who was the oldest virgin? <laughs> Brandon just said not... it was. Yeah. Well, me, he said yeah. it was twenty-two. So do we need to? <laughs> I know. 
Well, I didn't know because I, I didn't know if the Irish were the world champions at holding on to virginity or something. So I, di- I didn't know. If they if are, it, if it was like a... I didn't learn about it. Sorry, no. <laughs> <laughs> Once I lost mine, I'd walk around with my mates being like, are you having it? Are you having it? They all, they all, they all, they all had it. <laughs> I had intercourse. Who's, who else had it? <laughs> Ruining it. Showing it in a post office line. Everyone's like, chill out. <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. What, what about you, what about you, Catherine? Well, you personally, when you go out to get drunk, is it to unwind after a, a hard week of gigging and telly and radio? What have you been up to? Is it more confidence? Is it more sociability? A lot of stand-ups notoriously can be a bit shy when they're out and about, and it gets worse. The, the more you're known for doing stand-up, the worse the expectation when you go out that you're going to be really sociable and loud, which creates a vicious circus of circle of you becoming more shy. I never had any shyness or keeping myself to myself issues yeah. before I did this. I used to love, I was known amongst my friends as being the loud one, centre of attention, first one dancing at a wedding. Now I'm like, if I do that, do people think I'm doing it because I'm a stand-up and I need all the attention? Yeah. So I've, I've ended up, paradoxically, becoming more introverted by doing an extroverted job. And alcohol gets rid of that for me. I'm like, fuck it, I'm, it's the old me, I'm back on the dance floor. I I do a definitely to unwind, which is probably the wrong reason to do it. I, like, I definitely don't do it for confidence. Um, and I, if anything, I get a little bit more, like I, I know that the cost of drinking alcohol, my hangovers are neurosis. Like that's what they are. What did I say? What did I do? Oh, that's interesting. So not, so not physical neurofen based hangover, but a kind of existential hangover the next morning. Maybe, but not much. It's much more like existential dread. Right. Interesting. But I would say that, yeah, I do it to unwind a hundred percent. I also would say though, I do enjoy. It. I'm struck. I was interested in you saying that like men tend to like assert their drunkenness more loudly. Mm. I think that's for. It just hit me that I, I never thought about that before, but I think it's twofold. I think it's like well, on the one hand, there's like a social acceptance that that makes you a lad, whereas if you're a hammered girl, you're like messy. Um, is right. the, is the narrative? But I think also. 
I would never be like shouting about being drunk in a public space as a woman because that's just like hi i'm a target hello have you seen me pretty right. vulnerable over here like you just wouldn't, you wouldn't <laughs> Particu- like, particularly if you sung it like you know that it really would add to it you wouldn't do it because it doesn't it, like it's not something that is is treated with respect by your yeah. peers or nor is it like a thing that makes you safe so i think but that's probably why it's also interesting you don't you're not suppressing an urge to do it. You don't have the urge to go, hey, I'm so drunk and shout it out, do you? Or are you suppre- You do have it and you're suppressing it because they're two different things. No, I think the only person I like have to suppress it with, well, the person I like am always most keen to tell is always just my girlfriend. But that's just because right. like, I'm older than she is and she's more fun than I am. So whenever I get drunk, I want to be like, look at me, I'm drunk because I'm crazy. <laughs> right, well, that's a different, <laughs> totally like, different story. I don't care at all. <laughs> she's like, that doesn't I could confirm. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's the classic 18 to 30s lad shouting, give us a shout, who's wankered? And everyone's like, Wait. it's like, what have we just celebrated? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Brennan, what, what do you think is more fun, being pissed or getting pissed or the day before the idea of getting pissed? I've actually had a good few nights out recently. But I think the the busier you are, the worse it is. I'm not getting the violin out. We lead blessed existences that we're doing out hobbies for our living. I know that. I'm not moaning. But listeners should know that stand-ups very rarely get Friday or Saturday nights. That's the sacrifice we make for these wonderful jobs. So they get so built up, there's a greater uh, possibility of, di- of disappointment. I've had a few nights out recently where the night before was the best bit. The outfit laid out. We're going to go here. We're going to go to this club. I've been on TripAdvisor. I, I bet I can get a table there. I bet I can blag it if there's a fan on my stand. And of course, the whole <laughs> night is just me stood in the cold or going to a weather spin. It's all been a bit shit. But the Thursday was great. <laughs> the pre-drink. The pre-drink in the house before you leave with your mates sometimes way outshines the venue when you get there. What's your personal experience and opinion, Catherine Bohart? Oh, I always prefer pre-drinks. I, in fact, I rarely make it out of pre-drinks. That's the friend I am. Right. I'm like, oh my so god, you're... it's club time for the club. You guys have a great time. Bye. <laughs> Into my onesie. Oh, yeah, I'm a target. Genuinely. I'm drunk. No, I said I'll make a passage of you. But I would say getting drunk is more fun than being drunk. Mm. And mm. that the end. I don't really have. I tell a lie. I do have anticipation about getting drunk, but it's more like. It's usually just a bit that, like the the corollary, like sitting down that I go and do. This <laughs> so, I'm sorry. Do you do you not do you not have this thing, Brendan? Just the thought of a big night out. You, you see it in your diary, meeting up with my friends. It might be a hometown friends. It might be some some colleagues, and that that build up sometimes outshines. Or is is it for you? You are living the moment, man, and the night out is when it's happening. Do you prefer getting drunk or being drunk? I like being drunk. Like the the build up is, I always find disappointing when you go right Thursday. We're gonna do it. We're gonna go here because it never lives up to it. And then the drinking bit, I don't mind. I don't really like the taste of alcohol. To be honest, I usually pick the sweetest drink and then douse it with coke. Right. But when you are drunk, there's like a tipping point, and I imagine it's like coming up where you go. <gasps> Oh, now I feel like I've evolved into my next Pokemon where you're like, oh, I'm a bigger <laughs> one. Like, <laughs> and then I feel invincible and start being a dickhead. Now, when you are, when you do intoxicate yourself, we'll stay with alcohol for the moment, but it works for any substance. What I find is there's there's two possibilities. You're either a drunk where the alcohol enhances who you are. So I'm sort of loud 
a centre of attention, love dancing, showing off type person, which is how I ended up in being on stage for a living. I sort of monetized my personality faults, if you like. Um, <laughs> and alcohol just tends to make me more of that. There's no touch wood I've ever seen a dark side come out. I mean, I've got I've got aspects of my personality I don't like, but they never they never come out with alcohol. They're just the louder, dancey, show off, fun bits. Whereas some people become incredibly emotional they're the teary person some people become angry or or even worse violent i've got some mates i'm like do i want to be there his name's not darren darren's on the night out it's only going to take a bouncer to say the wrong thing ends it's police and tugging shirts it's like i can't be asked with the drama some people become very horny on a night out your married mate who you know is going to start to be really inappropriate if a girl gives him even <laughs> one bat of an eyelash and i can't be asked to deal with that drama why are you friends what with these type people? of people <laughs> well, um, but what type of alteration do you undergo, Catherine? Are you an enhancement of the bow heart we know and love, or are you an emotional stroke, horny stroke, violent stroke, angry stroke, curious stroke, relaxed? What do you become? I think I can be a bit emotional, very, but rarely. But I, I'll probably know that in advance. Like if I'm having an emotional day, then I'll be like, I probably shouldn't drink that much. Um, I'm increasingly becoming the sleepy drunk. So uh, the second I'm out, I'm out. Like it's like, I'm like, oh, I have to go home. Okay, I'll be asleep over here. You just, just let me know when we're leaving. But the main thing I think I do, which I already do a lot when I'm sober, but just has zero, I have zero filter when I'm drunk. Like ah, every question I want to ask, I just ask it when some part of my brain should be going, is that appropriate? Do you know this person well enough? Will that hurt their feelings? Have you considered how like other people in the group feel? And but instead, I'm just like, what's your relationship like with your dad now? <laughs> Fantastic. I've never heard that one. Yeah. So your quality filter just goes or your or your uh, compliance officer retires for the night. Yeah, I think there's, there's a person who would genu- generally check like if it's appropriate to ask that question. I just get nosier. I get a, I become a really fucking nosy. That's it. Lady. So we got it. You're a nosy drunk and you say what you think. Um, yeah. What happens to you, Brennan? I just become like an inflated version of myself, but I just look for like, I I become like like a naughty kid. I'm like, what can I steal? Who can I piss off? <laughs> oh, you're a low-key drunk. Not low-key, low-key. Yeah. You're a mischievous <laughs> Norse god. Yeah, I turn into an imp and I'm like, I, I can wake up with, I remember being in Edinburgh once in that big cow bit. Do you know where you need one of them cards to get in? Yeah. And... One of the one of the um, bouncers came up and was like, "You need to put some plates back." And I said, well, "What are you talking about?" Because you've stolen some plates. And I was like, "No, I haven't." And he went, "Let me look in your bag." And it was just a bag full of plates. I don't need plates, but I was like, "I'm having their plates." <laughs> did, wait a minute. Did you know the plates were in there, or have you had you forgotten? Of course, I did. <laughs> I put them in there. <laughs> so you took, pl- you stole plates. So you, so you become a mischievous crime, crimes for crime. Yeah, a kleptomaniac. Yeah, like if you're my friend. <laughs> I'm great to be around. If you're an onlooker, you're like, he's being a bit of a knob. That's the night out for me. Um, Okay, so staying away from problem drinking, addiction and alcoholism. I'm talking about who drinks at home. Would you, if you had the house to yourself for the night, had a tricky day, I'm not saying you'd get wankered, but you might have two large glasses of red whilst watching a film you love. There's a lot of people who feel strongly about not doing that. I'm quite surprised. Like when I I do that, there's a as we're talking, there's a rather embarrassingly large wine shelf behind me. If I've got the house to myself, I don't see a problem with sticking something on on the old on Netflix, getting a box set on the new Hannah series is out. I would gla- I would gladly murder half a bottle of Merlot whilst doing a few eps of that. 
gladly and I don't feel like I've got a problem or it's wrong. But when you think about it, what was the point? What about <laughs> what about you two? I personally would never ever dream of drinking in the house. See? Ever. See how strongly Catherine see see how strongly some people think and why is that Brendan? Just the, the it feels morally wrong. It feels like the road to an issue. It just doesn't make sense to me. It goes like, what are you, what's, what's this for? Like my mum and dad See? would regularly, when I was growing up, get pissed in the house and I'd go, why? We've just had our tea. Like, what are you doing? Why, why, why are we all now <laughs> drinking <laughs> gin and... <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Start dancing, who's wankered? Who's wankered? I am, you're savage. <laughs> and I think, I think it's down to my mum and dad would always go like, when I was about 15, 16, do you want a drink? You can have a drink. Why not have a drink? And I'd be like, oh, this is horrible ah, and i right. think that seeped into me my girlfriend loves having a drink in the house loves it but i just think why would you wreck the bit we make nice in the world why are you being sick on the fucking wow. carpet with bar wow Catherine, I, 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 I sense disagreement Catherine. i from, have a lot of strong Ka- feelings but Catherine, the flagon of ale bohop i, I might be wrong i don't go to clubs right so like just count me out of that entire option right so i don't go to clubs i love drinking with food I, lo- I love yeah. it. And I've, if I've got a glass to the bother, of wine with dinner, come on, that is heaven, exactly. right? Exactly. If I've got to the bother of making a nice dinner, yes, I want a nice glass of wine. And have some Vimto, it's so nice. Get out of here. No, I have a nice <laughs> glass of wine. And more is the point as well is like, I feel like I enjoy it more sometimes alone. And I don't mean like, I would never get hammered by myself alone. Like, I wouldn't be no. puking in the house. That would never, it's, would, nice. it's never that. Yeah. But I would mm-hmm. absolutely have two glasses of wine, half a bottle of wine by myself if Sarah's out. Also, I never get the house to myself, so it's like relaxing. It's such a treat. And plus, let, let, with our jobs, you never get, we can never go out. So if I don't drink at home, Let me I'm ask you this it. one, Catherine Bohart. What? Are you, are you, I don't know if you're a bather or a showerer. What do you feel like? Neither deep bath? filthy. <laughs> no, there is, there, is a, there is a division, trust me. There are strong anti-bath people. Oh. I'm talking about deep bath, massive glass of red on the side, juicy podcast come on yeah i well Heaven. a book for me but i have my shelf with my little wine thing in it yes oh. candle of course i'm not an animal <laughs> yes right so we've established there's a division today between uh, having a glass of wine at home we've not we're obviously getting drunk at home would suggest a problem but getting drunk as a couple at home and again I'm surprised at the division that's out there. When I spoke to various friends and was researching today's episode, there are some people that, as we've just heard from Brennan, like, why would you want to do that? For me, that is an amazing date night. You've got, we, I've got a little girl, so me and I might be with one of the nanas, either Nana North or Nana South, as we call them. <laughs> and uh, if she's with the Nana, and me and Lindsay have got the house, up, yes, sometimes we go out, but sometimes we'll, it's 4pm in the afternoon, open a cracking bottle of wine, and we're going to get totally drunk. We're going to watch a film. We might have a bit of nookie. We're going to have some great food. It's going to be a party at home. Did Let's get really wanky. Did, did, were you just too Nookie. nervous to say sex? <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't want to sound pervy, but you, you know that's part. That's I feel part like Nookie sounds pervier than sex with your wife. You're right. Yeah, sorry. I'm <laughs> a bit of rumpy pumpy with the lady. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. We look forward. We look forward to it. The only thing that's changed as our relationship's gone on is the order in which that happens. I've always loved this sort of decadent feeling of starting a bottle of wine with lunch getting drunk in the afternoon what we would have done before is have the whole day some really nice food watch a film and then it would culminate like a firework with an electric love making session at maybe midnight or one in the morning that has now changed as soon as the drunkenness is enough 
to facilitate that. It's best to get that out of the way. Otherwise, <laughs> then the night could end with, I'm a bit pissed. Shall we do it in the morning? Yeah. <laughs> but Brennan, I, oh, you've already answered, but you would never lay that out as a, as a cute couple night in. Let's pretend we're in a club but let's both stay home i'm not in lockdown conditions in normal conditions let's pretend we're let's get riotously drunk together so that we don't even remember it the next morning when was the last time we did that would you would think that was a a foul proposition well now you've said it my girlfriend has been hinted at this for ages and i just didn't get i just don't get it but the way you described it i think fuck it oh that sounds a bit nice (laughs) (laughs) be honest it was when i said nookie that's what yeah. pushed you over the edge. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ooh, I Googled it and thought, yeah, I'll, I, I can see myself doing that. Um, it sounds romantic. Like, do you know how you're like, ooh, lovely bottle of wine, some nice food, this, that, and the other. But I think, again, the, maybe it's a, a fault on my my point where the realism of it is we're just having a Smirnoff ice in the lounge. Don't have a Smirnoff ice! Jesus, what age are you? <laughs> have a Vimto and vodka, Brennan. You get the best of both worlds then for you. Um, so, Catherine, have you ever done this with you and, you and your other half? Have you ever said today, we get drunk in the house and we have a great day? Have you done this? Is it something you would do? We don't do it during the day, but we definitely, like, will make a date night at home. Especially during COVID, we've been doing, like, we bought ping pong t- for the table. So we've been, like, making cocktails, yes. playing ping pong. Then we have dinner. Then we have a nice bottle of wine. Then we will, like, make up. we've made, like, a fake cinema sometimes where we have a boo. We do the whole works. Yeah, I love a date in. But also, I d- again, this is probably a gendered thing. We're two small women. I feel safer. If I'm going to get hammered, I feel safer at home. No, I-, I wish it was a gendered thing. But if there's one thing a man who can express his feelings and has been a little bit on telly can do to get himself beaten up, he is to enter a pub. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I walk in, 800 fists are magnetised towards my <laughs> face. <laughs> Sadly. Um, do you think there's a difference between getting pissed together at home when you're in a new relationship versus when you're in a long-term one? Yeah. Because what, it's not, it, not, it might only be one in a hundred times, but once you both got that alcohol in you, you could it could be a... a a new subject. You could both start talking about something Donald Trump has said. The moment a little bit of heat enters the fun uh, discussion you're having, the whole night can take a wrong turn when you're in a long-term relationship. Whereas when you're in a new relationship, you're very sort of careful. That doesn't matter. I say, what? You voted UKIP once. Let's just bury that. I'm having a nice night. Um, so do you think there's more of a risk there in a long term when you go past the polite drink into the let's get drunk at home territory is there is there risk involved with familiarity not on a not, i'm not talking about um a violence i'm talking about argument catherine could is, is the yeah. cat is when the argument new, when you're drunk at home it's because you're like i obviously just want to bang when you're in a long-term <laughs> relationship you at a certain point I still just want to bang it's terrible and sorry Carol. it's still the primary objective <laughs> yeah and then, well, okay well sometimes it is but sometimes there's a tipping point with the drinking where you've realized mm-hmm. you're too drunk and you're too tired and she knows you have to get up in the morning so she like she should actually be, be more considerate and then in trying to think of reasons that will excuse you not having sex even though all you've done is be at home and drink you create situations such that you have a row instead um i'm just going to do some I'm just going to do a few facts. They might not necessarily, they're not necessarily coming off the back of what you said, Catherine. They're just, they're good just to drop in here and there. So there's a few getting drunk facts. In the early 1900s, men were twice as likely as women to drink alcohol and three times more likely to experience alcohol related problems. Now there is far less of a difference. So the genders, depressingly, have equalised along alcoholic lines. I mean, 
a bit of a, a, it's a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought that? I always say this. If I'd like to teleport back to the first wave feminists and go, there's good news and, and bad <laughs> <Yeah>. news. <laughs> there is equality. Sadly, men now all have eating disorders and pay still unequal. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Um, another drinking fact, hormonal factors. Oh, God, I hope you've checked this one, guys. Um, premenstrual hormonal changes cause intoxication to set in faster during the days right before a woman gets her period. Men, their susceptibility to getting drunk does not fluctuate dramatically at certain times of the month. So it appears there are hormonal factors that can challenge how your body processes alcohol. That makes sense, though, because like in the same way that like if you're absolutely exhausted and like having your periods tiring, even if, even if it's just purely on that level, like it, it makes your body tired. Like if you're absolutely wrecked and then you try to get drunk, you're way more likely to get drunk fast or be a miserable drunk, I think. Mm. <laughs> Brennan, do you, do, you, do you associate with that? If you get drunk when you if you go out on a night out when you're more tired... Are you likely to end up turning it in early and not enjoying the night or having an embarrassing drunken night off the back of your tiredness? I'm definitely the former. I never go out exhausted, start drinking and then make a fool of myself because I was tired. I start drinking like I'm not feeling this and I'll find some lame excuse to go home and I'll be in my onesie straight back on Netflix. Oh, I'm the other side where like if I'm tired and I go out and get drunk, like if I drag myself out, then... I get elevated, but I'm still that tired thick. So that's when the embarrassment comes where if I say with other people, I, I'll i be so tired not to be able to sort of think about what I'm saying and come out with the worst things <laughs> and then probably p- piss everyone off. Some more fascinating hormonal factors for you here. Alcohol increases estrogen levels. Birth control pills or other medicines with estrogen increase intoxication. Men, alcohol also increases estrogen levels. Chronic alcoholism has been associated with loss of body hair and muscle mass, development of breasts, shrunken testicles and impotence. So alcohol promotes the production of estrogen. So this is me being really fit. Estrogens, like, so testosterone's the, like, fucking, yeah. Yeah, let's have it. The one where... Is the lady, yes. Is the lady, yes. There's no need for science language, Catherine. People just won't... (laughs) They won't be able to cut through such a dense wall of terminology. <laughs> so the more you drink, the more, like men get more feminine. That seems to be the case. And when I, now thinking about it, I know I'm not trying to make fun. Um, I've had people in my life and in my family, sadly, with severe alcohol problems. They do get a sort of glabrous, hairless type effect on the, on the face. Uh, so that appears to be the fact. That appears to be the case that the more alcohol you drink, the stronger the estrogen level. And so that would also explain how it might be easier for a, a woman, even of comparable weight to a man, is like to get more drunk because estrogen interacts with alcohol. So another mystery solved. <laughs> okay, and also so, the reason why I'm such a brilliant dancer at the end of the night. <laughs> that's it. Is this why men become better dancers with alcohol? Whereas a women's dancing skill is consistent. They're good at the beginning and the end. <laughs> yeah. Wait, did we just is equate dancing true? with femininity? Is that, is that what it is? Hang on a second. The, t- the tango is a very masculine dance, Brendan. I think what you might have said something gender normative by accident. Eek. <laughs> <laughs> right, I think we better have a, a quick... Oh, we're going to have a break now while I go to the bar. That is it from part one. We're going to move on in part two to talk about other forms of intoxication. I just learnt a term today, dignitized, which I'd never heard before. See you in part two. 
A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com.